I think we spent a lot of time mentally preparing for the birth that we wanted, the ideal birth, but really part of that preparation was knowing that things don't always go to plan. And I think we were really great in understanding that and letting go to that um, because obviously they didn't go to plan. (laughs) Um, So we did a lot of hypnobirthing workshops and things like that, some yoga birthing couples workshops and prenatal yoga, which were all incredibly helpful tools for the first part of the birth that was partially going to plan. (laughs) But then things took an interesting twist. (laughs) They called him fast and furious. It was like six and a half hours, which for a first, I think is pretty quick. I was induced, which again, wasn't part of the plan originally um did have a lot of curries and a medicinal i have four curries as well. <laughs> we had the tincture from gourds a herbal tincture i'd been walking up hills and we'd been doing all, the other the things, things that people recommend <laughs> which yeah. i'm sure you know um and yeah so i think he was coming naturally anyway but my waters were um really low like the amniotic fluid so they um, said that it have to be induced within 24 hours. Um, and on that same day that it was his due date on the 7th of December was the same day that we got um, the second lot of test results back from the skin cancer. Yeah, we got mm. the results and at the same time had been told we had to be induced. The results was a squamous cell carcinoma on my nose. Um, so it was going to be surgery potentially straight after the birth. And yeah, it's a quick growing type of cancer that can be pretty serious if it had spread there's a lot to take in because we were just on cloud nine just going yeah we're gonna have a baby it's all all going well yeah and then it was just like cancer like skin cancer at 34 like it's just and 35 35, shit (laughs) it's all right you can say 34 i'll go with it (laughs) Yeah. yeah um yeah just like that uh, just a damper like on yeah it was just like we were you're thinking about life and birth and then you're thinking about you know something that could potentially be a fatal thing yeah um yeah. it was really a lot to take in so i went into labor off of four hours sleep within 48 hours so over yeah two nights i just had four hours sleep in the lead up to it a lot of curry, a lot of tinctures, mm. a lot of sex. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, I was, I think I was already delirious and emotionally there wasn't much left in me. I really tried to use all of the tools that we practice with the hypnobirthing and, um, birthing workshops to just like, you know, get in the moment and be present. And it was working for probably the first, um, maybe two hours they'd given me the induction gel prostaglandin and it immediately started working within a half an hour but I was told that it was going to work by the next morning so I'd go to sleep this was at five o'clock at night um, I'd go to sleep and wake up and maybe have some cramps they'd offered me a oh there he is <laughs> you want to grab him yeah I'll bring him down 
<laughs> Someone wants to say hello. <laughs> hello. Hey, baby. What's going oh, on darling. here? Oh. oh, it's okay. We're just talking about you. Yeah, we're talking about you. Oh, maybe he wants. He's going for my boob. He's going for your boob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if he'll let me feed him while we do this. You want another feed? Yeah. Come on, sweetie. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, hello. Oh, where were we up to? We were induced and then. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first few hours, we were just so zen. It was so beautiful. <laughs> like we were just like. Full visualizations yeah. of like yeah. riding that wave and the beach and the sound of like every contraction being like a wave rippling through my body and it was beautiful and we set up the room beautifully oh, as well it was like so it was stunning. people coming in going like wow this is lovely the midwives like, <laughs> yeah. like do you mind if we stay here <laughs> <laughs> so peaceful breathing really deeply and just like yeah it in, felt like it was easy i was like it was like ah oh, this this birthing thing is going to be easy. <laughs> but then it, but it yeah. was also the midwife didn't know because it seemed so easy for us that how far i'd actually gone in the in the labor and um so it was hard because she was like, you know, you've just begun. Probably the gel hasn't kicked in yet. Would you like a sleeping tablet? Um, because you mentioned you'd only had four hours sleep in 48 hours. And I was like, okay, I, I don't want any drugs throughout this whole, you know, birth. But I'll have a sleeping tablet because I like to get some actual rest so I can be physically ready tomorrow for when it all actually kicks off. Since this isn't the real thing. <laughs> That's what we were told. And yeah, I think that bit of it, um, you know, you don't know what your body's doing the first time either. So um, I took the sleeping tablets and then got really groggy, really heavy, completely out of my head and my body, but felt everything. And it was awful because it, the, like, the pain at the same time as the sleeping tablets kicked in it's like because i couldn't do all the um mindfulness and everything i had no tools and um i was just high and yeah it just i had no control over my breath or anything and we had a code word which was elephant <laughs> and um i used that fairly quickly and Ash was just like, wow, like, really? You sure? And I was just like, yeah, this it, is... It went, it escalated so quickly from being, like, yeah, just grounded and, like, we were handling it to, like, just I could see Chelsea was just... In Not there anymore. Phenomenal. Yeah. The, the pain level yeah. just, like, went through the roof. And I think we both... We just both lost that sense of, like... um yeah control like not that you had any control in the first place but um yeah we thought we had it and like we were going by our birth plan and yeah just all the tools that we had kind of went out the window like in a sense of like just the pain was like and 
what we ended up finding out that was Chelsea was going through a really quick um yeah transitioning and everything yeah it was, was happening it was happening so, so full on and like i'd already just, been four centimeters dilated by the time she checked me um and fully effaced um so it was yeah really moving through it quickly within two and a half three hours um so yeah i asked for the gas and i got the gas and that was in the birth plan the first you know of my preference if I had to but still being open to if I you know had to have drugs and once I had the gas I it did help with the pain but it was so much like I could not have the gas taken away from me the demonic voice came over me (laughs) don't you take that away from me I couldn't even do that because I couldn't even say more than one word in between every breath so it was all in Chelsea's eyes. Like, Don't <laughs> you <laughs> And the midwife's just tapping me on the shoulder, just going, She needs to have air in her system. Like it's a real she really needs to have air and I'm just like, I can't do anything. Like do you see her eyes? You know, like, she's gonna murder me right now. I can't so yeah it was the hard part it was like all that preparation had gone because my mind just could not focus in that way and i needed other stuff to get me through and the background of my head is like cancer and you know this and that but then it's like wanting to give a safe birth to my son as well so i thought um yeah after she actually checked me that was another really intense probably one of the most intense parts of the whole birth. Yeah, it just seemed like that next phase was everything in my life that I've ever had with trauma had come up and just with my eyes shut, I wasn't even in the space, but it had all appeared in the room and it was like, now you need to just confront this to move on to the next step. Like every pain from even any emotional thing was just there. It's the most hardest thing to describe, but it was there and I had to get through that to get to the next bit. And um, they said, because I then asked for an epidural and um, the code word I said the code like, word yeah. elephant and um, they called the anaesthetist and said I had to walk from one room to the other three rooms down to get it done and I thought that was like a challenge or a test and if I could do that then I was allowed to get it so with everything I had down the hallway just screaming as I'm walking um, to get the epidural and I, I don't know why they didn't give me a wheelchair, but maybe they thought the walking might help or something as well. Yeah. 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 But then we got into the next room and um, was it the epidural came or before the epidural that I started and the heart rate when, went? So when Chelsea was getting the needle put in, um, yeah, she just started like a like convulsing and there was like vomiting and just like the pain threshold just really went to like another level of I think connected to that experience of like the trauma coming up and just yeah being in another realm you could totally see it but um at that point um 
uh, Chelsea and Lewin's heart rate both started going down, and mm. it was okay. yeah, yeah. That's when Chelsea she almost projectile um, vomited and passed out. Yeah, just like was losing consciousness, and I'm just there, just going like, Oof, this is like yeah heavy moment and but just trusting you know you got like all these professionals in the room to look after it um (laughs) but yeah (laughs) but he was yeah they they recovered like after a couple of minutes and they spoke to our um kirsten now (laughs) our obstetrician and yeah they were happy with what was going on but she came in just to as soon as she appeared the epidural had kicked in as well and it literally felt like in a second my mind was back in its place and I was not feeling any pain and I could just take a moment to think about what next and I thought I was going to have to get a cesarean for some reason I forgot that you could actually push through an epidural hey baby oh do you want to just give him a little walk again? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the milk <laughs> sends him a little crazy. If he can't get it. It's okay. Yeah, so it was the moment of... Um, when the obstetrician came in and the epidural kicked in knowing that it was all going to be okay and that I could push was the most empowering feeling. Um, and yeah, I had Ash on one side and the obstetrician on the other with my legs up, um, but sitting upright on the bed and, um, the midwife at my head, um, reading my contractions through the monitor, but I was feeling them before she could read them. So I knew what my body was doing, which I don't know if it's always as common with an epidural, but I was able to go with that and push as um, they were coming. And it took 35 minutes, the pushing phase and parts of it, I must say were pleasurable. It wasn't completely you know, I thought that would be the hardest bit, but it was the best bit. And the obstetrician gave me a mirror to show me his head coming. And I didn't think I'd want to see that, but it was, again, one of the most beautiful things. His little brown walnut shaped, <laughs> crinkled up thing coming out. And it was amazing. It was just amazing. to see, like, his head just, like, from that shape, like a 50-cent coin, a, this purple, strange-looking, flapped, yeah, skin. <laughs> and then it just slowly emerging, emerging out and seeing Chelsea, like, just her touching his head for the first time, like, just... Laughing and crying up, with laughter just, and, yeah. yeah. Gold, like, it was, yeah, like, yeah, like, you've touched something, like, you've been born again or something yeah. like that. It was so beautiful. But then, yeah, he came out, like, it was, like, a final push, like, the... Yeah. The, um... Yeah, Chelsea just handled it. She was just like, yeah, you know, just so excited. I want to do this just, again! Yeah. <laughs> 
she just handled it so beautifully and because it was like that transition of like hardship to just like normality it was just like and um, knowing i could do it yeah and i didn't have yeah. to have a cesarean it was beautiful yeah Lewin came out, he just came out in a bundle and I caught him um, with our obstetrician and he was, yeah, he was beautiful. Cut the cord. Um, we noticed it was a boy and I, I said, it's a boy. <laughs> oh my God. Like, and he was so quiet. Like he was just for the first 15 minutes, he didn't cry. It was just like, just quiet and just observing. Intensely, wasn't it? Yeah. it was so beautiful. Like I was always like, oh, babies cry when they get birth. That's a pretty big thing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was just quiet and laid on my chest just... for about an hour, and then yeah, the next five days in hospital were just like this blissful, crazy, crazy, but blissful time, and we just had so many amazing midwives come in and out, giving us just pearls of wisdom and we just had this little baby that was there looking at us knowing that you know we were there to love it and it was there to love us and the whole world stopped it was just the best he is the best <laughs> for us <laughs> best. yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things that I came out with after the birth that even though it didn't go to plan as such or what an ideal our ideal version of the birth was ended up being just perfect in a way like it was like had its hard moments but it seemed like those were the the things that we learned from and you know for Chelsea and her experience it was um yeah she just there was pretty big epic moments that weren't the I suppose there's a lot of these ideals of like being a home birth or just like a just this yeah there's definitely all these different ideals of what a natural birthing is and yeah without drugs or like you know yeah support and those kind of ways but yeah we we ended up going down that path with a bit of both <laughs> a bit of both yeah, it worked out perfect yeah yeah before I conceived, which I'll add, we had two and a half years of IVF, um, which in itself, an epic journey, um, and five attempts, one miscarriage. So when we did finally conceive at the start of COVID, it was the most joyous thing ever. Um, and when I found out that I was pregnant, yeah, through you know, hearing of all these home births and how beautiful that experience could be. I guess that was the birth that I wanted initially. But being IVF, I was automatically classed as a high risk by the obstetricians. So, yeah, we, we chose to go down like the private hospital and obstetrician path. And we got incredible care throughout that whole mm. process. It was just phenomenal and I think from the anxiety that I had to go through we had to go through just doing IVF it felt really reassuring whereas home birth you are you know in a sense you it's you and your midwife and maybe a doula 
and there's a beautiful experience behind that but it's not for everyone and I think there's so much of a push for that these days the opposite end of like you know people pushing for cesareans that when people do have cesareans or do opt for you know drugs and things like that there is a bit of a stigma around that um in society and Even i think in your own head as well in your like own head, that kind of yeah. you can't help but build things up into yeah. what's correct and what's not but yeah yeah i think from what we went through and even what we experienced the few days before going into labor the news we got about the skin cancer just perspectives of things really fell into place and yeah those things don't really matter it Mm. just mattered that there was a healthy happy baby and I wouldn't have done this birth and this pregnancy any different we'll look into our options for future pregnancies and births but I think it was all as it was meant to be and the lessons that we both got to learn from it came so intensely and they're just so developmental for our souls that yeah we can take them into other areas of our lives it's just this real psychedelic epic (laughs) (laughs) way of like experiencing life and then applying it to the rest of your life and it's just you know one day or two days of like birthing but yeah you have this this child there and then the lessons that you've learned you can you can really I think use them even like the birth itself being that kind of I had no idea it was just such an epic moment in life I'd have you know just you could get you could contemplate and go okay yeah it's it's pretty big but like I don't know if it's more do you think that's just like a you know being brought up male like that sort of thing maybe, maybe culturally but like as a male as well you just it just didn't click you know I think that's the thing for me just to when it happened it was just yeah it was uh it, a spiritual moment like that word is like there's there's just such power in that whole experience and to be yeah to be a part of it and to experience it firsthand because I'd never experienced but you know I don't have any siblings or even just being removed from you know like the birthing kind of experience in general I think that's like culturally we're not yeah we don't have that experience but just to to experience i was just wow this Mm. is yeah so mind-boggling and beautiful and like that's the thing like you know the beginnings of life the ends of life they just they just seem like these massive massive things that it's just so yeah just such a privilege to have those moments in your life because they're Mm. they're only so short but so powerful and profound and like you can't even encapsulate it into words but it's like the spiritual experience like yeah yeah it was amazing like and I think when you do IVF you try so hard for so long and you know then this stuff happens in the birth or you know you have difficulties you know postnatally and things like that but the perspective of what we went through just 
makes it all seem worthwhile like Lewin is just such a delight even though at the moment he has like pretty severe reflux I spent Mother's Day in hospital with him because he had um, reflux spasms that looked like a seizure and um, it was 24 hours in hospital with him with all these tests being done but you know it's like I don't care as long as I've got a healthy baby like whatever like you know there'll be another mother's day and there'll be another night to sleep it's just great to have him and yeah yeah even a special little the, the IVF thing. journey I, I think we'll say in that yeah a few months back that like our birth journey almost felt like a four-year process starting like in, in India y- yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> god <laughs> We went to India for about, it was meant to be two months, but it ended up being a month just before we moved to Tasmania um, from Melbourne. And so we went over there and we were just like packing everything in, going from place to place, having epic adventures. And it was wonderful. And then, um, yeah, we were on a train in the middle of the desert in Rajasthan and I got these incredibly intense cramps and um it ended up being a twisted tube and my ovary was like being twisted and there was a cyst on the tube that had caused it to twist that needed emergency surgery so they yeah removed the six centimeter cyst saved the ovary I didn't the other ovary doesn't work and the tube to the other one works but then yeah this tube then had to be removed as well and flown back to Australia and it was um, not looking great for the fertility side of things even though I knew I was going to have to have IVF um, it was now like the chances were looking even smaller so um, yeah we were really happy to hear that they'd removed it successfully and we could then start the IVF journey. So we would travel from when we finally moved to Tassie, we'd have to travel to Melbourne because our eggs were in Melbourne. So um, we did two procedures there, had a miscarriage and came back and got the eggs flown over here (laughs) and the embryos to Tassie, their first flight before they were even born. Um, (laughs) Such a bizarre... Sci-fi kind of thing, like IVF. It's weird to think of those little embryos flying around in the air from Melbourne to Tasmania. Frozen status, waiting to be put into your, yeah. That we pay rent for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we did find, so um, a couple of weird things of synchronicity is like when we lived in Melbourne, the house that I moved into where I met Ash um, was on a street that had the only um, bulk billing IVF clinic in Australia and it was at the end of the street and I didn't know that and it was our first time going to see about getting IVF done and not many people know you can even be bulk billed for IVF. It's ruled out as, you know, something that only you can only afford if you're wealthy but you end up being out of pocket around about $1,000 but they can extract a lot of embryos if if you are viable in that way so yeah it's it's quite incredible we um went through that system and um then ended up choosing a doctor after a little bit of interesting experiences of the 
bulk billing system mm. but you know it is there as an option so i think it's um and the bulk yeah. billing moved down to tasmania in that time that's as well. right so yep. that's when we decided to start down here and yeah start the journey and get more eggs and and it feels yeah. great it feels like our roots are here now and you know yeah. to have birthed a, a child in this in this state is um pretty special a bit of connection that you know i guess we were yeah we feel now when did you both decide that you wanted to have a baby uh, i think when i was a child playing with my dolls (laughs) (laughs) it was probably had an ashley doll (laughs) probably did things i shouldn't have with the ashley doll i didn't realize i was on the picture so early (laughs) i manifested you from way back (laughs) Uh, one of the first conversations i had with chelsea was um are you prepared to have a baby um because that's a real deal breaker so that was for me that was me saying too yeah 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 and not in those words no it wasn't in those it was pretty full on i was just like whoa like but that i I think that was great like in a lot of ways because i was at that stage i think i was I could have gone either way. Um, I think meeting Chelsea has led me down this path of having a family and, you know, just, yeah, seeing this whole other side of life that I had no idea existed. And, yeah, but it was great because I think even in that conversation, because we're both getting, like, when I suppose, like, mid-30s, the idea didn't really cross my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose I'm fertile. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if I want kids, maybe I'll have them down the track. But just to have a real honest conversation about, like, you know, like if we want to continue this, um, yeah, we've got to. I yeah, you've got to be issues. Was what I was saying as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to, but yeah, Takes... there will be a journey. And I, from my memory, I asked you um, if you'd want to, and you'd said you'd actually had this. Um, Oh, what's the word for it? Where you have like a not brainwave, but you know, this this idea came over him that he'd never thought of before, and that you know, life is about um, what we learn, and we can pass that on. And if he doesn't have children, then he feels like he wouldn't be able to do that. And yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, there were some romantic <laughs> conversations that led up to this. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say that was fake, but it was just kind of like it was, yeah, yeah, those beautiful moments you have when you're just falling in love and going, yeah, 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 yeah. it was interesting. We chased waterfalls that day and you mm. told me you liked me even though you don't normally like humans. And to the human kind that much. <laughs> Back then, it was a bit more recluse. Yeah, it was. It was definitely more isolated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that bad, though. Nah. Like, yeah. But the humans liked you and you liked them. Yeah, so yeah, there was a bit of that going on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that was it. And since then, like, it was, yeah, just moving towards this goal of, you know, yeah, conception, just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the journey was incredible. Just like even looking at it now, like after Luan's birth, it was this really long process that 
it feels like we just um it we were so ready for it you yeah. know after like three or four years of like trying to get to this point and just having a human like i think it's ma- it's hard to say like if it's made things easier but yeah our perspective of being a parent now is just yeah we're just really grateful to have this human being in our lives mm. and yeah he is he is a pleasure like you know <laughs> <laughs> such yeah. a funny little fellow isn't he yeah there's a combination of both of us that i see in there and then this other little entity that's from some other time and place that's coming to him and yeah you see that come through as well it's pretty amazing mm. yeah i think I had an expectation that he was going to be a girl. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it wasn't an expectation, but like, um, I reckon about 90% of the people that we spoke to, and we asked like, oh, is, what do you think they're going to be? And they're like, mmm, mmm, definitely a girl, definitely a girl. Like, well, so many people said it. It was just yeah. like, and earlier on before, I think when Chelsea just conceived, um, I had a dream that I birthed a girl. <laughs> it was so far out. <laughs> it was just like, I was having it, dreams that I had a dick. It's <laughs> 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 having dreams that he's birthed a girl. <laughs> Some strange hormones. Yeah, I could blame mine on. I don't know about you though. I don't know what I was having, but <laughs> so Bit of role reversal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like that, when he came out, it was amazing because it was like not. I tried to keep that out of my head, and people's, <laughs> you know, their what, what do you call that? Fortune telling. The expectation they have. Yeah, yeah or their yeah. their foresight, or whatever it is. But they. But then, yeah, when I found that it was a boy, like I was just like, I said it, I was like, oh, this is so stereotypical. I was like, it's a boy. <laughs> you know, I was just like, <laughs> we so forgot. And we forgot for like the first few minutes. Yeah. We were just in didn't awe even, of, Yeah, didn't even check. Or yeah. It wasn't even part of it. Like, no. It was just, yeah. And we didn't want to find out the gender because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We'd be happy either way. And at least they want to change one day. It's up to them. Probably three months before he was born. Um, I had a dream of his name and also a dream of a girl's name. I don't remember what happened in the dreams, but I woke up in the morning and asked Ash what he thought of the name Lewin, because I dreamt it and Ash was just like, I love it. I'm like, me too. And um, yeah, it was amazing because Emma, um, her son, Odin, who lives with us on the property, um, he would call my baby Moon Baby whenever he would see my pregnant belly. And I'd be like, why Moon Baby? He's like, it's just what it is. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, And then the day after we gave birth, we decided, okay, we need to choose a name. And we had a couple of other contenders, but then... I was like, let's look up the meaning and maybe we'll look up the meaning first to Lewin and that was probably the one that we liked the most anyway. Um, So we looked up the meaning and in Celtic it means little moon. So (laughs) that's where the moon baby came from, which I don't know how Odin, the three-year-old prophet, (laughs) knew that. Um, And then, yeah, when I was in America... I did a lot of, again, manifesting, but I got a, um, a moon tattoo on the back of my neck, three moons and like two little moons and a full moon. Um, 
and yeah, it just it just seems so fitting to be his name. So that's our Lewin. Yeah, <laughs> little moon, little moon baby. <laughs> <laughs>